Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time for Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. Again, we're in for the morning shift on this first day of 2024. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody in the Happy morning. New Year. Yeah, that too. Wish I had one of them one of them horns. What, what, what kind of horns? Like uh, basketball courts? Uh, you know, little horns that people toot when they're hanging out on New Year's Eve. We got enough noise going on out there. I got a dog sleeping in the bed because of all the popping going on last night. Hey, man. Hey. That's, well, that's kind of what ask happens. Garrett to push me up just a little bit so I can hear you a little bit better. We are, we are both... Uh, on assignment today. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> we're, we're both on assignment. But um, we're in the virtual Kia studios. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll yeah. Go with that. Um, but anyway, happy happy New Year to you folks in Gainesville. In Gainesville, yeah, folks, that's my city off the top. On the other side of the lake, up there. Yeah. Hope they had a good night and hope that the fireworks didn't get out of hand. Man, I got so much stuff that happened on this first day of the year. That I'm, I'm, I just, I'm just going to weave it in throughout the last. Now think about this right off the top. This will get your attention. They held the last gladiator competition on this day in Rome. Really? Yes. Yes. And it, it actually, it made me think of Russell Crowe initially, but then I remembered, hang on a second. There is a new gladiator movie coming out. And of all people starring in it is Denzel. Whoa. You know about that? No. Yeah. Now, I don't know no. if he's going to be doing the fight, and he might be a king or something or some kind of, you know. I don't, you know well, he's not taking a, a secondary role. But I don't think he's, obviously, I don't think he's fighting. But I don't know. I haven't seen it. I think he's, he's got some other bigger position. But, yeah, this was in the, now, again, this was documented in the year 404. Four oh four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? That's that's going way back. There you go. But I mean, you know, you think of the area code too, right? Four oh four was the last gladiator competition in Rome. Held on well, and again, see, this wasn't necessarily the first day of the year for, you know, stuff back then. Calendars were changing, the Gregorian calendar, all these different calendars had different starts of their year. So this was just another day to them folks in Rome. <laughs> wow. I guess so. This, Like I said, I got all this crazy stuff that happened happened on this day. Ellis Island opened on this day in 1892. Like I said, so just just, just, just stuff here, man. Happy New Year, Mr. Crenshaw. Here we are heading into another year working together. I don't know. We started back in the 50s or something like that. I don't, Way back. <laughs> back then, when, when the rotary phones were still going on. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Get up and turn your own TV well, channel. At least, at least it was after the party lines. Yes. Yeah, yes. You'd have yes, to call yes, yes. And ask somebody, pick up the phone, and somebody's talking down the block. <laughs> oh, I, oh, however that worked. I mean, Andy Griffin show. Sarah, get me over at the barbershop. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, how how was your? Is before we go into this, and also we want yeah. to um, thank Garrett. We've got Garrett Chapman. It's like the band's back together again, man. Yeah, man. Now I guarantee you, his New Year's Eve was different. Than our New Year's Eve. I know it was. And it, and it was celebrated. And my only thing is, I'm sorry that I'm not there to, to hand over some aspirins to Garrett, but I don't know that he actually 
needs him today. Good morning, Garrett. Happy New Year, buddy. Good morning, gentlemen. It's good to hear your voices, and it's good to be back with you. Yeah, man. Uh, how you feeling, man? Yeah, how you feeling? Did you go out and blow it out, or were you not an amateur last oh, night? Oh, no, I didn't leave my house. I, I, I had some people over. That's what I did. See, that's a pro, Sam. See, that's, that's the way to do it. That's a pro. That's you don't want to be the guy who goes to the New Year's party. You want to be the person who invites people over for the New Year's party. That's right. Then you kick them out when you're ready. Exactly. <laughs> Which was uh, already too late. But you know what? Too, too late is just right on New Year's Eve. That's one of the one of the few nights that it's actually too late is just right. Yeah. And, and again, amateur night. So everybody that's with us today, we thank you for letting us be a part of your morning. But hopefully you had a, a very, very good um, evening last night. But also 2023, when you look back at it, hopefully it's something pleasant. Obviously, there's always ups and downs throughout the course of life. But when you look back on this year, it just feel like you're blessed that you're sitting here having the ability to look back. How about that? How about that? You know, yeah. sometimes you, and, and and that's what today is about. You know, you you come out, you you can make your resolutions or things you hope to do this year, but at some point you look back and say, you know what? Yeah, it, things could have been worse. I'm yep. thankful that things turned out the way they did, and I'm here and I'm ready to move forward. You know, yeah, we here, right? <laughs> we here, and we're going to talk about a number of. Um, events you know some still from last year that set up what's going on and moving forward here but um off the top let me just tell you real quick what we got coming up here we're going to be talking obviously some falcons gonna talk some nfl we got obviously college football going on we got the big games tonight but we're going to revisit some stories from uh some interviews uh from this past week or i don't know how far back it's going to go but you know on this on this new year's day i could do things a little bit differently but we're also going to hear from some folks which was like yanking teeth but want to thank Bob Rathbun for getting up, and he's going to be joining us coming up in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. He's Talk. got good news. He's got some good news? Good news, because the Hawks won last night. Won, won oh, I thought he had something else you're going to tell us. No, well, while all the football was happening yesterday and everybody watching the Hawks yeah, they did. Sl- slipped the game in there this afternoon uh, to finish the new year, and they got a win, 130-126. to 126. Yeah, they and did. And the backcourt did what we wish the backcourt could do more. Trey Young, 40 points. DeJounte Murray, 32 points. But once again, once again, the guy who's back from the wrist injury, who is having the breakout, continues to perform, Jalen Johnson. 24 points, 13 rebounds. Come on, man. Come on now. You know, know what? I'm so glad he's back in the lineup, and I feel like he will be the difference maker for this team. If this team gets it turned and going in a consistent direction forward, his presence is going to be a big part of it. Right. Well, again, I want to ask you this because I didn't see any of the game yesterday. I knew what was going on. We had it on V103. How was the defense looking? Because when you talk about the score that you mentioned, it, it, it gives you reason to pause for a second and and wonder how was their defense when you see a scoring game like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you, this is the – we weren't talking about offense when we were talking about the Hawks. We are talking about their commitment to defense. And while they got a four-point win, you got to ask yourself, are you liking the the want-to that you see from these guys as far as defense? Are you seeing – well, I guess this is something that we should start right now. I think that's the fair thing. We get past the holidays. That's when everybody says that's when these guys start ramping it up. They came off a in-season tournament. I think that would be a success. I think everybody we've talked to feels like it was a success. We know the NFL. Well, well, we know for, the NBA. Well, for, well, for the league – and yeah, not, for the not, league. Not, not so much for Atlanta, but, but for the league. But yeah. for the league, they felt – and they got what they wanted, too. They got the big market winner. Yeah, that's what they wanted. That's what yeah. they wanted. But, but, but we, we want to see this team is, is be consistent. And as we've talked about, even when Terrell has been on with us, is there, you know, inconsistencies on the defensive end of the floor. Yep. It was in spurts yesterday. You know, it was in spurts, and that's just the way it's been with this team. They just got to find ways to, to, to shore some things up. We talk about Trey and whether or not he's a great defender. He's a defensive liability. He came up with three steals yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's thinking defense. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's that, that's the, the other part of it. And if the team's going to follow his lead, his example, uh, because we know, you know, coming into the league, it was all about offense with him. He's doing some things defensively, and I think that's, I think that's, I think that's all positive. I think that's a good thing. Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. On this first day, of 2024 when you were a kid did you ever think about 2024 like every, i mean it just 
it seemed no, like a year. Man, to, you know seemed, what I mean? It seemed like somewhere so far off. You, you know. <laughs> I think about that. I had trouble, trouble getting this. Boy, am I gonna ever get to twelfth grade? You know, twelfth grade, boy, that's a long time to be. Yeah, in school. you're right. Am I, am I ever gonna get out of this thing? You know. And listen, we we were kind of having fun with this the other day. As much as we complained about five, ten years ago about, hey, when am I going to get my flying car? When is all that stuff from the Jetsons going to show up? Man, it don't look like we're far from it in some aspects of that TV show. Way back when. I mean, technology is moving at such a pace. And it's maddening at times. We get that. And you got to have the energy to keep up with everything that's going on. But listen, man, this is an interesting time to be at. Technology... It, it has morphed into our world, and we saw it on full effect over the last 24 hours. All right? We can pick our spots. But the technology that we saw playing out in that Lions-Cowboys game and showing the, just the blown calls that we see regularly, but that's the one that throughout yesterday, people were sent. even Dan Campbell <laughs> sent out um, a tweet showing how that ref looked at that player. So, again, I, I, this is what I get back to. And I made this statement yesterday. I think that call or lack thereof and what we're seeing right now in sports and, and how technology's weaved in, we are heading toward, and I don't want to speculate on how long, a decade, maybe a little longer. It could be quicker. But the majority of some sports that are using technology now as referees will increase exponentially. Because if we can see it, they got to change it. Now, realize that there's going to be some contractual agreements that have to be made between the unions and networks and, 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 and organizations. And, and, and just they got to work this out. But we, if we see it, isn't it maddening that they don't do anything about it, Sam? Well, it is that. It's also, it's also um, a tough advertisement for soliciting more people to come into that profession, to be officials. You know, I mean, we, we, you, you recruit when we talk about that at the lower levels, that's where it starts and how much trouble we're having getting people. And that's, you know, it's one of the stories still for this year is still an officiating shortage, not just of football at all sports, but people don't want to be seen like this. Right. You know, and who, who, who wants this kind of judgment on them? Now, initially, when, when we would talk about that and you would bring up that, that, that reason as to why keeping the human element in sports is you know, relevant to keep those jobs. And and I've thought about that for a little bit. But then I say, I think of other industries. When you lose one part of it, something else comes on the other side of it. So let me ask you, while we may be losing the human element as far as refs on the field, on the court, wherever it may be, that technology that is replacing them is providing new jobs, correct? These companies that are coming up and hiring people, these young folks that know how to Use this technology, invent it, bring it, bring it to these particular sports and in other areas. Is is you know one one begets I, the I other. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't you don't think, think so. so? No, no, because you get one person that, that creates something or whatnot. That's that one person. I mean, and how many officials would you knock out of work? No, no, I'm not. I not, well, a I would push back on that. There's one person inventing it, but that one person has a company that hires umpteen people that are doing a job that five years prior to this, that job didn't exist. I mean, listen, it's a slippery slope to go down and say, oh, yeah. this is a definite thing here, but that's how I looked at it. I I'll give you an example. We still travel, right? We, you know, you want to go to uh, on a cruise or you want to go uh, to Europe and, or even if you want to go to the West Coast, you can book your own flight, right? We've pretty much eliminated the travel agent industry, but yet we still travel. We've still figured out ways to get it done. There's technology now in place that makes it, well, in my case, idiot-proof to where I can book a flight to L.A. or, or, or wherever I want to go for the most part. So, yeah, well, I got rid of a bunch of jobs on the tra travel agent side, but technology's brought this up. Again, it was just something I was thinking about, and it's going to be ever-present, and it's going to be a moving target as far as sports in our world, but it's going to be interesting to watch, especially now that we're heading into this new year. Lots of things to keep our eye out on, but let's get back to what's going on with this Falcons team and how they formed Whoa, up in Chicago. Wow. Going to talk some NFL. Snow. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful to see, though. That was like the best thing because when I checked in, I saw it, and I went, oh, man. And I guess it's just me. But nothing better than walking down Michigan Avenue in the holiday time, man. You got some snow flurries coming down. I don't want four feet of snow, but just a little bit. Anyway, we're going to talk Falcons, Bears, and NFL up next. Sam and Greg, on this first day of uh, the year, 
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Game.com and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this first day of January, first day of 2024. <sighs> and I just, I just, you know, what do they call that when you have just this overwhelming awash of optimism? When, you know, the year changes, the calendar changes over, Sam. There was a term for that, and I forgot what it was. I don't know. Euphoria? Well, no. That could happen in June. Okay. Was, I thought there, I thought there was something. You know, it's like a new, something having to do with a new, and, and, and that'll come to me. But I can't think of what it is. All right. <sighs> so, uh, again, we're going to get into college football. we got the big games going on tonight. Life in my house is just unique. I'll get into that a little bit. And on this first day, there was a ton of things that have happened on this first day of January. Do you know, Sam, that Johnny Cash played his first concert at San Quentin? Went to a lot of prisons, but his first one he did in 1960 at San Quentin up there in California. Okay. One of the inmates, Merle Haggard. Wow. <laughs> what company? The company you keep. Yeah, right, right. Merle Haggard was among the inmates who attended that Johnny Cash show. And, you know, the first thing that popped into my head, you know, because you just never know in life. There's always the, these unique stories like this. It's like when you talk about the Ali Frazier fight. The first one, right? It was in, what, March of 71? Now, we know who Ali's eventual promoter became and, of course, continued throughout boxing and up to Mike Tyson. But Don King, who is so identified with Ali and those other in in his later fights, and the last two with Frazier, was literally in jail for the first one. He listened to that Ali Frazier fight, that first one, in jail, got out, <laughs> became who he became, hustled, and actually promoted the second one and yeah. the rest of them and got Thriller in Manila and all the rest of them. Now, that's saying something. That is amazing. It's his whole, you know, as he says, only in America. Right. And that's another one of those dudes that's got a, well, he's already had a movie, so he doesn't really need one. And I don't think anybody can do better than what Ving Rhames did. But, you know, we had been making this list uh, just sort of haphazardly of people who have a movie coming and, and deserve a movie about them. The top of that list for me, one of them, is, is Ted Turner. But you better do it right because that's a full life right there. And it's are you, interesting. Are, are you, and, and the thing of it, will you make it in black and white and then change it to color? No, he ain't been around that long. But I'm just saying that's what he did. Okay, you're talking about the TV thing? Yes. Part of it? Yeah, okay. I'm talking about that's what he did. He started a whole network. He was... He put color in movies. You remember that, right? Right. No, I know that. The, the, the early ones, though, kind of. I'll be honest with you, eh, they got better. But them first ones, yeah, I remember that one. We, you watched, was it? Um, I forgot which one it was. One of the first ones that they put in color, and it was just kind of okay. It was nice. 
but colorization was, you know, in those embryo stages was kind of was, was, was interesting to look at. Just the idea he would try it. Yeah, but that's that's a dude who's got who's got a movie coming. And there's a there's a few others, but for whatever reason, as I sit here, you know, outside Atlanta, that's that's the one that comes to mind. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com on this first day of January, in for the morning shift, and we are going to be talking about these guys and and their trip up to uh, Chicago, the the Falcons, and and you, you, I mean, we dissected this, I thought quite fairly when we talked about what we thought they needed to do and, 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 and go up to a team that's actually floundering. Well, and no, it had floundered, but, but, but in the back half of the schedule, the Bears have gotten some, they've gotten a few things going in the right direction. And, um, you know, Justin Fields, once again, here's a guy that's from the area uh, showing as you know what against the hometown team, uh, which he did yesterday. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. Um, and, you know, you knew where he was going to go. You knew who his main receiver was going to go. You knew you were going to go to to, to, uh, to Jones. He went to him all those times, I think, nine receptions. Um, and the defense, Falcons defense, came out and just – they struggled to start the game. And it were down two touchdowns before people could get through the gate, uh, which is something you haven't expected from the Falcons, uh, you know, defense this season. And, and to be fair to them, the offense has to maintain some things too. The offense has to maintain some some drives and get some first downs so those guys don't get gassed and whatnot. It, it just got off to a bad start, and you're yeah. trying to catch up. You know you got to throw the ball, so here come the interceptions. And it was just a, you know, just a terrible thing. The pass to Tyler Edgier was outstanding. Mm-hmm. To see a yes. guy that size take that pass and just fly, fly down the field. Yeah, he did. Was was just great to see. And it, and it makes you a little edgy and a little – I don't say angry, but it makes you question, why don't we see that more? You well, know? that's been a question with all the skill position players, man. Why don't we see them more? You go up to Chicago, you see it's snowing. It's a sloggy feel. So it's going to be the running attack for both teams. And Bijan Robinson, you know what, 75 yards? Longest to 21-yard run? And again, there are reasons as to why that happened. But I would thought he would have got more than 15 carries. That's just me. Um, even Tyler Haneke got 46 yards, you know, nearly, nearly 50 there. I just I just thought that this was a game that they could go up, and given what we saw in Carolina, um, or excuse me, against Indianapolis, uh, just do something and do something more. Show us that team against a team that, as you said, yeah, they've been playing a little bit better. But I don't know that – and I was thinking about this during this game, Sam, is do they have a chip on their shoulder that aren't that isn't really being discussed? And I, and I mean this. We've been assuming that Justin Fields is going to be out. We're assuming that the coach is going to be out. And that was the case, it seemed like, three, four weeks ago. It kind of doesn't look that way now. It, it, I don't know that it still may not as far as replacing the coach, but maybe they have banded together, knowing that they got two big picks next this upcoming uh, draft. So if you're going to keep Justin Fields and you say, okay, we're going to take that number one pick and we're going to get so-and-so, and then with the next pick we got, I think, with number four, if he's available, we're going for that wide receiver out there at USC. But even if not – they, where do you go first? Do you go Marvin Harris Jr.? Marvin Harrison Jr. If you're the Bears and you got that number one pick and you've decided to keep Justin Fields, is that where you go? And Sam, by the way, I'm, I'm curious as to what uh, Garrett thinks about this too. I don't know how busy you are, Garrett, because um, I know this guy's like got sparks coming off his heels that first hour. But do you have any thoughts on what is going on with this Bears team and, and what you would think they would do, what you think they should do with that those first two top five picks. Well, Eberflus is just a. It was just announced that he's keeping his job. Um, so that's the biggest thing first and foremost. Which means I don't know what he's going to do. But I, I'd assume that he's going to keep a veteran quarterback in place if his job is potentially on the line. Unless unless he's just not sold on Justin Fields. I wouldn't be surprised if they went a number of different directions. Of, and of course, they just locked in that number one pick. Right. Um, they made the trade with the Carolina Panthers, and the Carolina Panthers have lost. Yes, it's theirs. Not been very good. Um, and look, at the end of the day, there's tons of talent in this draft that that they can go after. I, if I am if I am the Chicago Bears, what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to take that number one overall pick, and I'm going to trade it just like I did last year and bring in another King's Ransom because they are building something up there, and they have tons and tons of draft capital just by virtue of making the deal last year that they did. They have two top ten picks right now, and that is so valuable. They can quickly parlay that into two first-round picks this year, two first-round picks next year, and maybe even two first-round picks in three years. So that that's the kind of thing that changes a franchise. Changes yeah. a franchise. So don't be surprised. If, if they do what they should do, that place is going to be stockpiled with talent here very soon. Yeah, this is Garrett Chapman. Garrett, you know, you, you were on with Dylan after the game yesterday. I was listening to you guys. Thoughts about what you guys got yesterday because a lot of the people who were calling in uh, had their sentiments about the Falcons. And, uh, you know, the, the frustration level obviously is there for this team. For a team that, for all they've done wrong, still got a shot at a, at a, at a playoff spot here. They can back their way into it. Um, but they got to have a, a, you know, Tampa Bay's got to lose. But thoughts about yeah. some of the reactions you guys were getting yesterday. Um, There's lots of frustration. There's lots of irritation. There's lots of um – Angry people out there, and I mean, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm very upset and angry about the things that we've seen from this team. It's, it's been um, lackluster at best. I mean, it's, it's been disappointing at worst. You know, it's like it's, it's just, it's just upsetting to see what this team has done this year. And, and look, the defense has been largely good. Uh, it wasn't good on Sunday. You know, 37 points is unacceptable. But at the end of the day, it's like this. They've leaned heavily on that defense over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they went two weeks without allowing a touchdown, and they went one and one in those games. I mean, like, that's it's unacceptable. I mean, across the board. These guys were not able to sustain drives. The The quarterback position is, is, a, is a disaster. Um, the rushing attack, for whatever reason, is not the focal point. The thing, the thing that I've seen, and one of our callers actually mentioned this, and I've said this a few times on Falcons Flyover and uh, throughout the – Random places that I've been on the station, but this team lacks an identity. Truthfully, truthfully, like, yeah, I, heard, I heard that one. I heard they that one. came yeah. in. They came into the beginning of this year, and you would have said, "Oh, this is going to be a power running team. This is a team that's going to want to establish their identity on the ground." And then all you got to do is make sure that Desmond Ritter doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Blah 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 blah. And then and then we actually saw the product on the field. And this is not what that team really is, because if you're a power running team, the snow. Should be, they should be licking their chops at the idea of having to ground and pound Thank you. for a full 60 minutes. Thank it you. is, it is, <laughs> we were sold a false bill of goods. It's maddening because you got a coach who comes from a team that was a ground, I mean, whatever. Well, the Derek Henry was. doesn't exist on this team. It's, it's more just the fact exactly. that. Exactly. It's more, but, but look, there, you can be a power running team without Derek Henry. They Thank, existed yeah. long before Derek Henry even suited up or, or before he was born, man. They've, they've been running. Power, power eye for years, man. Just line it up and beat the other team. And, and, and that's what I thought this team was going to be. And then they were going to throw a couple times a game, you know. And, and then they didn't really do that. Instead, we uh, – I, I don't know. We, we've got a head coach who, who likes to get a little too smart, it seems like. But it's that's a frustrating D- bunch. It's a frustrating D- bunch. That's what D-Led said. <laughs> you were talking about too many – I mean, the analogy without him literally saying it was like too many cooks in the kitchen and having these guys do too much stuff that they don't need to be doing. Uh, so how much does this stuff on the periphery come into play when you talk about this team, this quarterback leaving this West Coast team, this coach possibly leaving this team, uh, this guy moving up from college to the pros? How many of these people in these moving parts that you see discussed that will be available in the offseason – do you want the Falcons to address or at least, you know, take a call? Just get me a quarterback, man. Just give me a quarterback. That's the biggest thing. This team doesn't have a guy under center who is capable of going out and winning a football game right now, period. And at the end of the day, that's, that's on the head coach. That's on the general manager. If you don't get the quarterback position right, we've seen this. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. If you do not get the quarterback position right, you're going to lose in the NFL. Like, there are a couple anomalies where teams can win without a good quarterback or at least a, a guy that they're confident in for long term. 2,000 Ravens. Yeah, sure, there's yeah, one. Yeah. You have the, I mean, the, 
There are a couple examples. Red Johnson. Yeah, Tampa sure. Bay. I mean, there are a couple examples of it. But at the end of the day, it, 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 there, there are exceptions to the rule. It's certainly not the rule. you got to go get the quarterback position right, and they have not done that. Clear and simple. Plain as day. Right. No. They have failed. It's a fat F at the quarterback position. And if you want to win in the NFL, you have to get that position right. I don't know what they do. Maybe they go get Justin Fields. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe and they I go get Russell Wilson. Wilson. No, no, no. I don't Maybe want Maybe they either. go get Kirk Cousins. Maybe they get Ryan Tannehill. Maybe they draft the guy. I don't really like a lot of the options. I don't know what they do, but they've done it to themselves, and there's nobody to blame but themselves. I think that's a good way to put a point on this on this segment, Sam. What do you think? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Garrett. We're not done with you, buddy, because we're gonna get as Sam put. We can go to Garrett and talk about some college football too, because that's really in your wheelhouse. And when we get back to what's going on with Georgia in that game, because Sam had a problem with how that well, not how it ended, but the fact that it ended the way it did. And he had some thoughts on that. We talked about that yesterday. And as we get into college football, I want to get your thoughts on it because he was kind of upset at well, just the overall way that game played out am I, am I stating that correctly Sam I, I guess just the way it played out and the whole thing surrounding it you know gotcha. that's the thing you know are you excited about a win that most well, of America's going to put an asterisk next to I don't know yeah that's what I, that's that was how he phrased it but we're going to talk about that and the two matchups coming up tonight it's Sam and Greg in for the morning shift happy new year everybody sports radio 92.9 the game 92.9 the game.com and take us with you on the Odyssey app Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.co. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.co. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg in for the morning shift on this first day of the year. Hope you had a wonderful time this, this last night, whatever you did. Hope it was safe. And you guys made it to an amateur night. Now we got seven left throughout the course of this year. The next one, of course, is Super Bowl Sunday. Just be very careful. It's America's only unofficial holiday. So you guys just got we ain't got no time going to hospitals visiting our listeners, right, Sam? None at all. Nope, nope. We do it, but we just ain't got time for it. 
really. Um, I was trying to think of another one of those things. You know, we had a bunch of firsts that happened on this day. The first football game between black colleges were played on this day. This was in 1897, Sam. Mm -hmm. Atlanta U beat Tuskegee. That's the first one? That's not the first one. Well, that's the one they have written down here, the first okay. one between black colleges. It says Atlanta U beat Tuskegee 10 to nothing. This is yeah. 1897. First, first one was uh, Livingstone and Johnson C. Smith. Well, we need to get somebody on the phone then. No, I ain't getting anybody on the phone. I'm telling you, the first one, the first one was at, at uh, in Salisbury, North Carolina, and they played it practically out on the front lawn. Um, and uh, Johnson C. Smith at that time was known as Biddle Institute. There in Charlotte, they took a train over to uh, Salisbury, which if you've gone up 85 north on 85, you know that Charlotte and Salisbury's in between there, on your way to Winston Salem, High Point, Greensboro. And they, they played the game out there. Well, thank you, man. No, yeah. no, I mean, listen, I, I believe you. Yeah. But I'm just saying this is, we find these publications yeah. that got it. Yeah, well. They get it wrong. They, they, no. Nope. Time to time, so. Yeah. I'm glad you straightened that out. Okay. I want to read something to you. You tell me your thoughts on this or, well, just give me your thoughts. This is a head coach whose team did not perform that well. And he asked, he was asked about that performance. And this is what this head coach said. If you haven't heard it, tell me if you think uh, you know who this is. Well, obviously, I don't feel like it was uh, an effective one. We didn't get too involved in it um, for the most. I didn't get too involved in it for the most part until this week because of recruiting and really wanted uh, to kind of evaluate everything about our program. We didn't run the ball. It starts there. We have to go look at the uh, the run schemes that we had and did not play hard up front. It's really hard for me to tell, but they really dominated the line of scrimmage against us. They did uh, load the box a lot. They forced us to, well, they had extra hats in the box for sure. And that's when you got to be able to throw it some. But we didn't protect the passer real well. It wasn't all the O-line. Sometime the backs didn't get the protection right. But anytime you struggle like we did, it's not, I don't feel, the plan was great. Now, that to me sounds like somebody is pushing the blame elsewhere. But that's the head coach. Does it sound like that to you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, but who was the coach? He Hugh Freeze. Okay. From Auburn. Okay. He uh, threw his assistance on And that's basically what people are saying. I mean, why the blank would Freeze ever publicly admit that? Even if it's true, why in the world would you admit it? The buck, the buck always stops with the head coach. The great leaders never throw anybody else under the bus publicly, but that's what they're saying he did. He well, he lost, he lost terribly to Maryland. Yes, he did. 31 who, to 13. Who is like, you know, I always say Maryland. What, what conference are they in again? They're, they're in the Big Ten. <laughs> you know, that's so that's that's that, that's probably why. That, uh, uh, December twenty seventh, eighteen ninety two. I think it was that. Uh, oh, you got that, that for me? Okay. 18, December twenty seventh, eighteen ninety two was the game up in Salisbury. All right. We played it on the lawn of the college. At the lawn? On the lawn. Okay. There was no stadium. They just played on the lawn. They got out there and they played two forty five minute halves, and the final score was five nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we gonna send these guys. We're a sternly worded letter. <laughs> I got this well, stuff wrong. I'm just saying that that, that was, a, that was no. the very first one. You know, we got more than just two games happening today. You know that, right? Yeah, I, mean, I know all, that, but all, I mean, all, the audience all, doesn't. All, all the talk is about the, the two the two games, and rightfully so. Right. But we got, you know, we got football leading up to that. If you just want to see some football and some teams, it's kind of interesting. I mean, there's an undefeated team that is playing today. The 13-0 team nobody's really talking about, Liberty. They're okay. playing Oregon out in the Fiesta Bowl, um, and they're that type. They're that team that if you when you expand the playoff, gets gets them a spot. You know the the uh, the, the the group the group of five, and so. Bo Nix is record. also playing in that game, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So Bo Nix is playing. Bucky Irving's playing the running back. Uh, so a lot of people think that that Oregon's going to be quote unquote disinterested in that game playing in the Fiesta Bowl when they should. Well, I guess should is it's a relative term. Could have been playing in the college football playoff if they had beaten Washington in the Pac-12 title game. But 
doesn't appear that that's going to be the case. They're they, they I mean they their top two players are playing in this one uh, on offense. But Liberty, this is going to be a high scoring game, Sam. I mean this is a this is a Liberty team that you got a quarterback Caden Salter and, and running back Quentin Cooley. Both of these guys hit a thousand rushing yards. They've combined for twenty eight rushing touchdowns. If they can run the ball with some success, then they could keep it close for a little bit. I, it's not going to be necessarily. It's not going to be what the Orange Bowl was, but you know, it was still. It, it could still be pretty lopsided. <laughs> it's all said and done. That's Garrett Chapman, our producer. Uh, he, he will be weaved in throughout the show today here, joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. My question is this, Garrett: Does it analyzing any matchup moving forward other than those two games tonight make it kind of cumbersome because unless you know ahead of time which one of the skill position players have opted out because they're going to go to the pros next we've been talking about this the landscape of college football in these bowl games specifically unless you're part of those last four teams next year 12 then a lot of these guys have checked out well yeah i mean is that, i mean is that fair to try? it just makes sure. analysis a in lot this, harder well That's yeah fair. in this day and age i mean of college, this age of college football, it, it's harder to to really get a gauge of where teams are. I mean, right. you, you you alluded to uh, Hugh Freeze in Auburn, and mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze he threw his assistants under the bus, and he said he was more focused on recruiting. But dude, signing day was over a week ago, man. Come on, it's a it, it was a little ridiculous that that he did something like that. It was just mm-hmm. sort of embarrassing. Um, but it is a little bit more difficult because you look at the Citrus Bowl that's also happening today, 1 o'clock on ABC, Iowa and Tennessee. You yeah. don't know what they're really going to look like. Do you know why? Because Joe Milton is not going to be under center. It's Nico. The yeah. future is here. And he's going to be getting his first career start under center against one of the best defenses in college football. So it's hard to really know what Tennessee's going to be because you, you go from a seasoned quarterback, a guy who – I think the ceiling was not necessarily super high to a guy who's never played, really, substantial snaps, but his ceiling is the moon. I mean, the dude is right up there with Arch Manning with as far as, as, far as talent was concerned. He's right there with Arch Manning. I'm surprised you didn't really start. And, and, and mind you, that was a 1 o'clock kickoff, but I'm surprised you didn't have a comment, and maybe you do, about the first one that gets started, and that's Wisconsin taking on LSU. LSU having a little bit better record than Tennessee at 9-3, at and three, but where you thought they were going to be this season, and as they, they sit here and get ready for the, was it the Reliant? The Reliant Quest Bowl against Wisconsin. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so, Raymond James. Yeah, Raymond James Stadium. I was just down at Raymond James Stadium this time last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was down there for Georgia Tech over there at the uh, – right, Put a pin in that. I got a question got you. Yeah, about yeah. Tech when you come back. But go ahead hey, brother, I'm this. here for it. Talk about this game at LSU. And, of course, they got the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, and, and so Jaden Daniels opted out, as did a large group of players. Uh, Mike Denbrock, the offensive coordinator, he's off for Notre Dame. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, Georgia fans might remember him. He played in the SEC championship game. And – it was a surprise last year when he didn't transfer after the performance that he had in that SEC title game. He stuck around Max Johnson, the uh, the other backup quarterback. He transfers off to Texas A&M. Uh, I think he's actually jumped in the transfer portal again. I'm not sure if he is or not, but, um, of course, you have the coaching change over there at Texas A&M. But uh, with LSU, I mean, this is a not the same team, but Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, the two wide receivers, they are both slated to play, as is Logan Diggs, the running back, who those three guys are as good as anybody in the country, especially those two wide receivers. Both those guys went over 1,000 yards. Uh, Malik Neighbors, I'd say, is you could say he was robbed for the Blitnikoff, which is the for anybody who wide doesn't receiver. know the top wide receiver in the country. It went to Marvin Harrison Jr., which, uh, I don't know. Statistics, statistics say something completely different. Okay. Um, but those two guys are playing, as is the running back. Luke Fickle, I mean, he ended up, ended his season with not so great of a first year. It was fine. He's building something up there. Braylon, uh, uh, excuse me, Braylon Allen isn't playing the, the running back, but Tanner Mordecai is, and he's going to make his collegiate well, curtain call, if you will, in this game. Uh, he was the SMU transfer quarterback, and he's up there for uh, his final season. Uh, he transferred over from SMU, then he got hurt midseason, and now he's coming back for this game, so... I don't really have much of a feel in that one. I, I know on the college football show uh, I do with uh, John Fricky and Abe Gordon every single Saturday, we make our picks. 
Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I will say I'm eight and one right now in my uh, my picks. For, That's better than pretty good. You're doing real good. Pretty solid. It's pretty solid. <laughs> That's but real good. I I avoided this ReliaQuest Bowl because I have absolutely no idea what LSU is going to look like without their offensive coordinator, without Jaden Daniels, without uh, a whole host of players. And this Wisconsin team has been a little underwhelming, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get a, much of a gauge in this game, so I avoided it. So I'm lucky in the fact that I could avoid it if I wanted to. All right, Sam, pull your pin out. What do you want to ask? Him? No, you talk about Georgia Tech, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if you're surprised, but, you know, Georgia Tech has a great season. You know, they get the winning season. They go back to a bowl game. They look great in the bowl game. And half the defense defected last week. Were you expecting that? Uh, Yeah, I, I'd say so. Really? I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's year year it's, we're coming into year two for for Brent Key and there were a couple of surprises. Um, I think DeQuan Dallas he jumped in there. I mean that that was one of the more surprising ones I would say. But at the end of the day, this is a group that upheaval was. I mean it was going to take place, and they're upgrading the talent right now. They're bringing a, a lot of new faces. And it's not going to be the same bunch that was out there last year. Not, I mean, and, and look, this is a defense that needed some new faces. I'll put that as respectfully as possible. The offense was great, and at times that defense was just as bad as the offense was good. And I think the refreshment of some of the players on that group, I think that was going it was going to be necessary. Um, they, they stepped up and made plays at big times, I will say. And, and they did a really good job in the Gasparilla Bowl against a pretty good UCF offense. Right. Uh, they were pretty terrible in that first quarter. And that was kind of the defense that we had seen most of the season. But, look, they played really well against Georgia in the final game of the season. They played a really good th- final three quarters, uh, really a second half, against uh, against UCF. They played well. And... I would, there were some names in there that surprised me. There were other names that really didn't. And I think that next year we'll see what happens. I mean, there's still a little bit of uncertainty as, uh, as to who's going to be the defensive coordinator, Scherer, Kevin Scherer. He is currently slated to be the guy. He was the dude last year. He came in and replaced Andrew Thacker uh, as defensive coordinator. I don't know. It was after that Bowling Green loss uh, midway through the season. I think it was like week six or so. And... I, they haven't technically officially named a defensive coordinator. It might still be Kevin Cherry. He might retain the title because the defense took a step forward, I guess, to some degree as the season went on. Uh, but statistically, it was it was not a very good defense. And the, the the first thing you do in those situations, you have the talent, especially in this day and age with transfer portal and everything else. And they got, they still have a couple days. I think you have uh, three more days of the transfer portal. So. It would not surprise me at all if they add a couple more names there. That is uh, Garrett Chapman, our producer, also star of Dopey Millennials. When is your next episode of that coming up? So, yeah, I mean, I, I do the Dopey Millennials. Uh, I got off the bench with Garrett Chapman. I got, <laughs> it's just so. Much. I got the college football game. I got college football game time every Saturday. College football overtime, which we got a podcast dropping in well in five minutes on YouTube. So ah, you can go check my, it out there. He's our Mike Tarico. And and uh, just last comment on Georgia Tech. I was going to ask you, are they going to keep Chris Rink? Chris Winky, uh, quarterbacks coach. Yeah, it, why not? No, I, no, I wasn't sure. We oh, were talking yeah, about that. We were talking about that. The Falcons don't have one, as we talked about that position throughout the season. But oh, I'd Jordan. be very surprised if he made the jump to the the uh, from the collegiate no, level I to don't. the NFL. I, Buster Faulkner's the dude who who gets yeah. a lot of the credit for for that offense, right? But Chris Winky also is a, an undersung hero for what he did with. Haynes King in his first year on the flats. Haynes King was one of the most impressive transfer players across the country. Okay. And the dude was a, a baller, an absolute baller. Realized a lot of that potential this year. And, I mean, he was a former four-star recruit for Texas A&M, and he unlocked a different gear with Grant Swinky and Buster Faulkner, his first year under center at Georgia Tech. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys is off to another job here at one point. They're both co-offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. Nothing would surprise me at this point, but... I think Georgia Tech's very fortunate that those guys are, are still offensive coordinators for right now mm-hmm. uh, at Georgia Tech um, because those guys might be head coaches here soon. Also give them a shout-out for adding Jess Simpson, former Buford head coach. Huge get. Is it right? Huge get. They haven't announced formally what his position is going to be. I think it's going to be an interior defensive line coach, but that's a big get for them. They continue to add 
prep or former prep coaches. Bill Stewart's on the staff. Uh, Tom McFar- or McFarland's on the staff. Yep. They got some dudes, man, on that coaching staff, and I'm really excited. That's huge for Georgia Tech recruiting. All right. Well, we're moving into the 7 o'clock hour. we got some other sports stories coming up. A sports wish list, if you will. Also some top stories from 2023. And a uh, kind of a radio replay. We're going to let you hear of an interview that we, uh, you, in case you miss it the first time, we're going to give it to you again coming up at 720. It is Sam and Greg in for the morning shift on this New Year's Day 2024. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.